What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Day four, March 19th of the NCAA tournament is basically complete. There's one more game on right now. I have so much energy at the moment because of a couple of things. Number one, it's significantly earlier than I have recorded the rest of the week. So I'm pretty excited about that. And number two is this. Let's see if we can get this on uh, the mic. Yeah. That was a beer, everybody. Um, Been enjoying some brewskis tonight. Kids are going back to school tomorrow, finally, after spring break. No one cares about that. What you do care about is Big Ten basketball. And that's what I'm here to talk to you about. If you are a fan of the conference like I am, you were excited going into this tournament because we, as a conference, had eight teams that were participating in a single elimination basketball tournament. Now, with eight teams, you're hopeful that, I don't know, three, four, if we're going crazy, maybe even just two teams would make it to the Sweet 16 of this amazing tournament that we call the Big Dance. You'd be wrong, big time. You'd be wrong by a lot because of the eight teams that have competed in this tournament from the Big Ten Conference, there's only one left, guys, and it's Michigan State. Yeah, that's right. They're back. They are (laughs) really loud on that one. I'm watching my audio waves on the uh, recording right now, which I don't usually do. That was loud, wasn't it? They're back. They are back, baby. Uh, <laughs> I need to relax. Uh, the old Michigan State's back, though. Tom Izzo is Mr. March once again after a few years of... Let's be, let's be transparent here, guys. Michigan State hasn't been making those runs that we've been expecting lately. You'd have to go all the way... <laughs> now that I think about it, you'd have to go all the way back to 2019, the year of our Lord and Savior, to find a run that Michigan State's made, and as crazy as that sounds, that's probably the longest they've gone without making a Sweet 16. In fact, in fact, let me reach for this real quick. This is my telephone that I'm grabbing. One moment, please. Um, Of the years that Michigan State has been coached by Thomas Izzo, you guys think his name is Thomas? Like his real name's Thomas? Like no one just has a baby and names it Tom, do they? It's got to be Thomas, right? I wonder what his middle name is. I got so many questions right now that I don't know the answer to. Um, but let me read you this real quick. Uh, Tom Izzo heading to the Sweet 16, his 15th. 15 Sweet 16s. There's some teams that don't have 15. In the history of their program. And let me read you just a little bit more. Um, he has personally been to more Sweet 16s than 17. All I'm sorry, all but 17 of the college basketball programs that are currently playing Division I basketball. Um, that includes 12 of the 14 Big Ten programs. He's got more Sweet 16 appearances than 12 of the 14 Big Ten teams. That's impressive to me. Uh, the The two exceptions are Michigan, who have 17. So he's creeping up on Michigan all by himself. 
And then uh, Indiana has been to 22. They didn't get to 23, though. I can tell you that. They lost tonight. Spoiler alert. We'll talk about it in just a moment. What an impressive career, honestly, like by Tom Izzo, right? By Thomas. What's his middle name? I still want to know his middle name. All right. Let's look it up. Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo. Middle name. This is great podcasting right here. Uh, doesn't, oh, what is, what is coach's, coach Izzo first name? Hold on a minute here. Is that not his real first name? They got so many pictures of him being pissed off on Google. Is Tom Izzo still married? What? Is he? I thought he was. Lifelong East Lansing resident, very involved in the community, da 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 Wait, what? Man, I'm about to get down a ridiculous Tom Izzo rabbit hole right here. Uh, Loop? Is it? It can't be Loop. It's Lupa? Lupe? Lupe Izzo? That's his wife's name. Or is it his former wife? This article is way too goddamn long to read. I'm going to say they're still married. I'm going to say they're still married. All right, what's his middle name, though? I have to know that before the I will I will record for an hour before I stop talking about what Tom Izzo's middle name is. I don't give up. They don't have it. Does he not have a middle name? This is his auto or no, I'm sorry, his biography right here. I don't care where he was from. What's his name? Am I going to have to look up some birth records here? What is his name? Tom Izzo, Mr. March. That's not his real... That, By the way, Mr. March is not his real name, just in case you were wondering. Tom Izzo, bio, affair, married, net worth, and ethnicity, height, and age. I don't care about any of those things. A little bit about the affair, maybe. <laughs> That's That sounds interesting. That can't be right, though. Tom, Tommy wouldn't do that. Not Tommy March. Not Thomas March. Dude, they don't have his middle name on here. What? They, I mean, this is extremely frustrating. All right, I'm going to try one more Google search. What is Tom Izzo's middle name for the love of God? It, it's just showing me Stephen Izzo's middle name, which is Mateen, by the way. Former point guard for Michigan State. Uh, everything you'll never you never knew about Tom Izzo. Does it have his middle name in this article? It doesn't. <laughs> what the? Fuck? This is ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to find it. I'm gonna find his middle name and I'm gonna talk about it uh, whenever I record again, which will be next week. Um. What was I talking about, though? Okay, Michigan State. Great game. Really, Marquette was not what I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be much better than that. This is taking nothing away from Michigan State. The game started, and it looked like Michigan State was going to run them straight out of the gym. To their credit, Marquette's credit, they had a little bit of a comeback. They made it respectable by halftime, and... 
it wasn't re- to me it wasn't really a game in the second half. It got it got close at times. In most of the second half, actually, it was close, but it always felt like, as crazy as this sounds, because I'm not a big fan of his, it felt like A.J. Hogart was controlling the game. It just felt like he was controlling the game. Um, Let's look at some stats here. We can do that. I know that the internet has that. Uh, I said that Joey Hauser could not be your leading scorer and leading rebounder for you to make a run towards the Final Four. That's what I said last night. I said it two nights ago as well. Uh, Tom, whatever his middle name is, Izzo was listening and, uh, he told Tyson Walker, Hey, we can't do that again. So Tyson Walker scored 23 points. I tweeted this out about Tyson. One of my favorite players. Let me take a drink real quick. Cause I love talking about Tyson Walker. Mm. One of my favorite players to watch Tyson Walker. Every shot he hit in the second half. It felt like it was a game-shifting shot. This game was like, like I said, in the second half, it was close. I'm being kind of tongue-in-cheek here by saying that Michigan State controlled the whole game. There was a couple things that could have happened that didn't go Marquette's way that would have probably shifted the game a little bit. There was um, some shots that they missed. There was some big shots that Michigan State made. Uh, To Michigan State's credit, they haven't done this all. I'm not going to say they haven't done it at all this year, but for... Some of the year they haven't been able to close out games, and today it looked like they were in complete control for the last four minutes of the game. It just felt like they were in complete control. Um, the only real, because I was watching this game, but not as closely as I probably should have been, there was a goaltending call on uh, that was not called, I should say, that would have given Marquette a couple points and got the gap a little bit closer. But in my opinion... In my opinion, if you're for some reason listening to this show uh, and you're a Marquette fan, that goaltending call was not going to change the game for you guys whatsoever. You were not that guy tonight. You just were not that guy. You were not ready. You were just not ready for the mighty Big Ten tonight and the representation that Michigan State presented to you coming out of the Big East. You just weren't ready. You're not ready. Maybe next year. Maybe, possibly next. Probably not, though, to be honest, Marquette. Probably not. Dwayne Wade is not walking through that door, as my high school coach would say. Didn't he go to Marquette? Um, Michigan State, good game, though. Uh, Tyson Walker had 23. I said that like, I, like I've been trying to make a point here. Joey Hauser couldn't be your leading scorer and your leading rebounder. Um, he was your leading rebounder. He was tied with Matty Sizoko. They were saying his name different than I even say it. I don't know if anyone knows how to say his name at this point. Um, they both had 10 rebounds, though, Hauser and Maddie. And then um, still kind of missing, if you're going to nitpick something about Michigan State tonight, we're still kind of missing Jaden Aikens a little bit, aren't we? Aren't we? Because he's so athletic. And he is not a bad shooter. Let's look at his stats for the year. What's he shooting percentage-wise? 41%. Okay, he is a bad shooter. All right, that's fine. He's shooting 40, almost 43% from three, though. He only had five points tonight. Now, I'm not going to say that he has to play great because if you get what you got from Tyson Walker, you get what you got from Matty Sizoko, which, by the way, side note on him, he was controlling the paint in the final moments of this game, just absolutely controlling the paint. He had that uh, block, like I said, about the goaltend. They called it a block, so you got to call it a block still. They'd never change the call. 
Um, so he had a block right there, and then he had another really key block about a minute later after that. Um, he was a madman out there. He looked great and um, was getting rebounds. He was doing his thing. Like I said, he had 10 rebounds tonight. Uh, g- good all-around game for Michigan State. Uh, Izzo, whatever his middle name is, was emotional after the game. You think about the year that they have been through real quick, and then I'll stop talking about the Spartans. But honestly, I should only be talking about them. They're the only team left, guys. They're all we got. We all we got. Uh, they're all we got. They are all we got going for us. So, like I said, if you're a Big Ten fan, you got to cheer for them now. Um, what was I said? What was I sure? Oh, emotional. After the game press conference, uh, Izzo was very emotional and uh, looking back at their year. Okay, you're three weeks. I don't know why I say okay like that. Okay, uh, you're three weeks away from the Big Ten tournament. Michigan State was not for sure in the NCAA tournament. They were not for sure in. I don't know if I ever saw a list with them on the bubble because, like I'm saying, this was like three weeks before the Big Ten tournament. And then they come down the stretch of their year. They have the Minnesota game that was postponed. They really, I thought they needed that win to just get on their resume. But they finished the year with the loss at Michigan, and it started to look real bad there for a second. They pick up a giant win against Indiana. They lost that heartbreaker to Iowa and then finished like like they were supposed to do against Nebraska and Ohio State to get them to what would have been, uh, I think it was 11 wins, right, in the Big Ten. Um, And, of course, they would have had 12 if they played Minnesota because Minnesota's not that guy either. Um, So... But for a second there, it was like, all right, you lost to Michigan. You're playing Indiana next. We don't know if you're going to get to 10 wins. But they get the Indiana win, they, the Iowa loss. and then. But if you look at that again, like I said, if you, if you go back and look at that, just go back and look at that. Think about their season right there. Think about it. Just from a basketball perspective alone, you're, you're at Michigan. You get that loss. If you lose that game to Indiana, you're still sitting at nine wins. You got to go to Iowa, to Nebraska, who was playing decent at the time. And Nebraska, by the way, was winning that game at halftime. It doesn't matter. They won the game. And then uh, Ohio State, who has that dangerous roster, you were looking at that that final those final five games there and going, don't know if they're going to get in. But they won three of them. They got in the tournament. Didn't matter what they did in the Big Ten tournament. They had a good enough non-conference schedule. And it wasn't like the secure the security that Michigan State fans are used to, I would say. If you go back to the beginning of February, it wasn't secure. And um, like I said, they got in, though, after losing to Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. And then just from a non-basketball perspective, everything that's happened on their campus this year if you're Tom Izzo, who's such an idol at that school, there's no, I mean, that's the only word I can use to describe it. The The people that have gone to Michigan State, the people that cheer for Michigan State are obsessed with this man. For good reason, I guess. I mean, if basketball is important to you, for good reason, definitely. But he represents everything that that school is and everything that they went through this year is... Um, you really can't cheer against it. You have to be happy for them. 
You really have to be happy for Michigan State. Um, I don't know how long Tom Izzo's going to be there anymore. He's getting old, y'all. He's getting <laughs> he getting up there. Um, and seasons like this are not probably going to make him stick around. I don't know what his contract is. I'm not going to look it up. But he's only got a few years left in basketball. Hopefully a long time left otherwise. <laughs> um, but uh, you got to you got to be happy for Tom Izzo. Coming down the late stages of his career, everything the school went through, the way that they were borderline not going to make the tournament back in February, and then they finished the season strong like they always do, uh, it's great to see. That something in college basketball this year was semi back to normal because nothing else has been normal about this season. All right, uh, congrats to Michigan State. Indiana also played tonight. I told you all the other night that Miami was legit and Miami was on that ass tonight baby they had pressure on them their offense was never scared of anything that Indiana was doing defensively that's the one thing like Trace Jackson Davis is a good defender but the rest of the team I don't think are elite level defenders like some of the other teams I've been seeing playing in the NCAA tournament so far um, and it really exposed, they got exposed tonight there. I mean, they just did. You can't lose to a five seed by double digits and say you didn't get exposed. Um, Trace did his thing like he always does. I said that for Indiana to win, I said the same thing about Michigan state and Indiana. I said that Trace Jackson Davis needs somebody else to step up and be that second guy for them that's going to uh, help him in the scoring and help him like kind of control the game. He didn't have that tonight. He didn't really have that tonight. Hood Shafino had 19, and that is extremely misleading because he had at least seven of his points when the game was already over. So really, Hood Shafino had like 12. You needed him to have 19 maybe in the first half. Uh, Miller Cop with eight. Galloway uh, got his ankles broke on one play. They, if they would have hit that shot, the building would have exploded probably. So they didn't really have what they needed from everybody else. Nobody had double-digit rebounds. Um, they didn't have a ton of assists tonight. I didn't think they were sharing the ball that well. It was really either Trace is going to score for us or uh, we're going to wait for uh, Jalen to score at the end of the game, I guess, is what they were kind of doing. That's not a great plan, guys. It's not a great game plan when you're going up a team up against a team that's as good as Miami. Interesting thing about this game to me was that uh, Jim Laranega, the coach for Miami, in his post-game interview was talking about how uh, he wanted to represent the ACC well. And um, I don't know if that's important to Indiana. I don't think that they care about their conference more than they care about themselves. And that's not a knock. That's fine. Um, but there is a little bit of a vibe that I got from Indiana fans when I was in Chicago last week that, that well, there was, first of all, there was way more of them there than any, any other team. So they're very well represented wherever they play. But there's a, there's a slight vibe that I get from them that they're better than everybody else because of their history. And your history doesn't matter in this tournament. It doesn't matter who used to coach for you. I'm going to say it again. Bob Knight's not walking through that door right now. 
You know, you got what you got. You have Mike Woodson. You have the roster that you have this year, and you have to go win with that. And Miami's not afraid. They All these kids that are playing for Miami right now, I bet half of them don't even know who Bob Knight is. So they're not afraid of Indiana. I promise you that. And they they played just like that tonight. Um, it felt like every shot that Miami was shooting towards the end of the game was going to go in. They were hitting threes like it just it, – every shot, every time they pulled up for three, I was like, that's going in. So when they missed it, it was almost like a rare thing. Um, interesting, though, they didn't – oh, that's free throws. Okay, I was going to say. They only, they only hit nine compared to Indiana's eight, which is – it didn't feel like that, especially in the second half. Felt like they had a lot more. Um, they were 48% from the field, they being Miami, uh, and Indiana was 41 uh, Indiana got out rebounded by 17, 48 to 31. And if you watch the game, which I'm sure most of you did, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you watch the game. I hope you're not coming here to like figure out what happened or get the result. Hope you already knew that Indiana lost before <laughs> you turned this on. Um, but if you watch the game in any college basketball game, really, there's just a vibe that you get from certain games. Either you get a vibe like this is going to be a great game, it's going to be close, or you get a vibe that like one of these teams is significantly better, or you get the vibe that I got tonight, one of these teams wants it way, way, way more. I thought that the teams were evenly matched up skill-wise, but Miami played so much harder. They were driving the ball harder. They were sharing the ball more. What was the assist? That would actually be an interesting stat because it felt like the assists were where it was different. Man, that wasn't even really that different. 14 to 10 on the assists. Uh, Miami won every stat category, though. Even the ones that were close, Miami came out on top, it felt like. Um, Indiana's year, in recap, I would say that it was interesting. It wasn't... Um, how do I want to put this? I picked them to finish third in the Big Ten, I think. And didn't they finish third in the Big Ten? I think they did. Um, I picked them to finish third. They finished third. And I was expecting one more win. I was expecting them to kind of win tonight. Not going to lie. I was expecting Indiana. I said yesterday that Indiana was our best hope in the Big Ten. I didn't think Michigan State was going to win today. So I'm very shocked by that to begin with. Um, But I don't think that it was necessarily a disappointing year. It was just a kind of expected year, I think, for them. They finished near the top of the Big Ten. They won one NCAA tournament game. They won one Big Ten tournament game. And honestly, if you're going to keep it 100% real, that's what you're expecting from Indiana lately. You're going to have a good season, a decent season, and then you're going to flame out in the NCAA tournament. You're not going to make a run. When's the last time they made a run? When's the last time, let's look this up. Let's look this up, and then I'm going to finish up this pod. It's already been 23 minutes. Um, when's the last time Indiana made an Elite Eight? When's the last time they made a Final Four? I want you to guess that in your brain right now. And we'll even do, we'll, we'll take it a step further. Sweet 16. I'm going to do the guess before I uh, pull it up. I'm going to say Sweet 16 
is 2017. I'm going to say Elite Eight is 2012. And I'm going to say Final Four is like, I don't know, in the 80s or something. I, I can't remember the last time they were in the Final Four. Have they been in one? When's the last time they were in one? I'm going to say 82. All right, you guys got those numbers locked in? Indiana uh, basketball. I like to talk when I'm typing it in so that there's not just dead air here because I'm not editing this uh, podcast because I haven't ever edited one. Indiana basketball season results by year. Do you guys type in such detailed stuff into Google when you're looking for it? Or do you just like hope that they're going to find it? All right, list of backs. All right, let's see here. Seasons. 1901. 1901. You know what I should do? I should just type in their wiki because it'll say all those things in the year right next to it. Indiana basketball wiki. Wikipedia. All right. <clears throat> All right, that our last championship was. All right, let's let's start with where we said we were gonna start. Sweet sixteen, two thousand sixteen. I said two thousand seventeen. That was pretty damn good. Uh, Elite eight was twenty. I'm sorry, can't say twenty with this one. Two thousand two. What did I say? I say two thousand eight. That wasn't a bad guess. And then final four was that same year, two thousand two. What? What? I don't remember that. 2002, I was in ninth grade, though, so 2002 Final Four. Who else was in that? Let's do some more guessing, shall we? This has been a fun uh, little segment. I'm going to say it was Indiana. Duke, I feel like, is an easy guess. Uh, Let's say um, Indiana, Duke. uh, I don't want to say Kentucky because I don't think that's right. 2002, who was good back then? Indiana, Duke, we'll say, um, who else do I want to say? Maryland. And we'll say uh, Michigan State, maybe even. Were they in it in 2002? Was Indiana and Michigan State in the Final Four together? Let's look. Here we go. 2022. Who was in the 20? I keep saying 2022. is 2002. Maryland. Oh, look at that. Oh, fucking great guess. Uh, Maryland, Kansas, Indiana, and Oklahoma. All right, I got one of the three. That was a good guess, though. Pretty proud of myself about that. Um, all right. Uh, Indiana fans, I'm sorry your season's over. It's a tough go for you guys. Um, really wasn't a tough go, though. You got the draw that you got, and uh, you were expected to beat Miami. You were favored today. You didn't get the job done. Plain and simple. Just didn't get the job done. Have no idea what's going on with them for next year. Same thing as last year, uh, last night, I should say. I don't know what's happening with any of these teams as far as people transferring out or transferring in. I have an entire summer after this tournament is over that um, and before football starts where I'm going to be doing some preseason football stuff. I need to get a little bit more knowledgeable about football. I don't know as much 
about football. <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't know as much about football as I do basketball, which is not much to begin with. Um, I'll do some preseason football stuff in the offseason, though, which we got to start talking about the offseason. We only got one team left. Sheesh. Um, and I'm also going to be doing a ton of research. Not research. It, can you call it research when you're just on Twitter, like reading stuff? I'm going to be doing a ton of uh, fingering on the pulse, I'm going to call it. I'm going to be fingering the pulse on the uh, college basketball landscape with the Big Ten. Who's coming in, who's leaving, and uh, the goings-on of all the guys. All the guys. All the hymns, all the dudes in the Big Ten. And what's gonna, what is this, what's it going to look like next year? I'm hoping that my prediction for the standings next year will be much better because I'll have a, a little bit better of a grasp on what's happening. Um, I will say that uh, I'll be shocked if either Trace Jackson Davis or Hood Shafino are back. I think Trace is a senior, though, isn't he? Who knows? I don't feel like looking it up, and my phone just fell on the floor, so I don't want to pick it up. Um, I think he's a senior, though, right? I should know that, and I don't. I don't think that Jalen Hood Shafino should stay, though. He is the most NBA-ready player in the Big Ten outright. Like, he did, like I said, he didn't have a great game in the first half tonight. He's the best shooter in the Big Ten from the mid-range. And um, he's one of the best ball handlers. He's one of the most athletic. So I would be absolutely dumbfounded if you see Jalen hood Shafino in an Indiana jersey ever again playing basketball. I would be shocked beyond belief. Um, I've done no NBA draft research, but I think that just just knowing what I know about the Big Ten, he's the best player, the the most NBA ready player. He's not the best player, but he's the his game is most ready for the NBA than any other player. Even that includes Zach Eady, that includes Trace, that includes Hunter Dickinson, and AJ Hogart. Both guys that'll probably never play in the NBA. <laughs> oh, Michigan people. Um. Congrats again to Michigan State. Oh, man, 30 minutes? That was way too long, but I'm going to be off for a week, so uh, you guys have a week to listen to this, and uh, I'm going to finish my beers and have a good night, and we'll see you guys next week. Michigan State, oh, I didn't even look at, I didn't even really look at what the next matchup is. I think Michigan State's playing Kansas State next, right? Is that right? And then the top of their bracket is... Uh, Tennessee and Florida Atlantic University who beat fairly Dickinson, who I was really excited about this, this, uh, this game. I wasn't excited that they beat Purdue. Um, other than the fact that I had them in my bracket draft, I got them in the last round and they got me 16 points. I was sad for Purdue fans, like I said, but I was hoping that they would win again tonight because that would have given me a solid 32 points from one team in my bracket draft. Um, but they didn't win tonight, but at the top of that, bracket just to look ahead for one second I know I've been talking a long time already Michigan State has a chance to come out of that region still I think that the team that they're playing next Kansas State is the best team in that region um, of the four that are remaining uh, if you look at Kansas State Michigan State um, Florida Atlantic who I watched like pretty much all their game tonight when I wasn't watching Indiana and then um, Tennessee I think that Kansas State's the best team in that region that's left. I think that Michigan State is second, and they're a close second, so I think that that's going to be a great, great game next week. 
And then I think that Tennessee is barely third over Florida Atlantic. I've seen Tennessee play multiple times. They are not as good as they got ranked, and they're not as good as people are talking about either. They're just not that good. They're very, very, very beatable. Um, so I would not be shocked at this point now that we're at. I would not be shocked if Michigan State goes to a Final Four, and I would actually be pretty excited about that because that would be great for the podcast. It would be great for the account. Um, we can keep talking about college basketball for a little bit longer, hopefully at least two more weeks. Because if they make a Final Four, that means that we're still talking about it for two more weeks. Uh, like I said, congrats to Michigan State. Um, good luck to everyone else next year, I guess. Did Wisconsin win today? I didn't even talk about that. Wisconsin might still be alive. Okay, I got to pick my phone back up. This is the longest pod I've ever done. Longest one. I was really excited tonight. I'm really excited because the last two nights I've recorded after midnight, and tonight was just... Uh, it was only it was what but ten o'clock when I started recording at this point. Um did Wisconsin win? No one cares, right? Nobody cares. I do. I just want to see if any other team is alive still. Men's basketball, Big Ten. That's what I'd like to see. They did win. Good job, Wisconsin. Good job. If I told you two months ago that the last two teams playing in March would be Wisconsin and Michigan State. I'd be sick because I hate watching Wisconsin. But um, I would also be surprised that no other team made it farther than Michigan State. To be honest. To be honest, I'd be surprised. All right. Y'all have a good night. I'll be back uh, next week. Follow me on Twitter, Casual Big Ten. On the, uh, oh, I already said it's on Twitter, at Casual Big Ten. Come check it out. I'll be tweeting all week. Um, and uh, have a good week, everybody. Enjoy your week. As much as I will, because my kids are going back to school. All right, we'll talk to you all later.